Hello everybody, Alejandro here. I'm your host for Young, Passionate and Distracted. And today we have a very cool guest. He has a very exciting life. He has written over 18 books, 19 now. Karate, and if you ask me, he has the coolest logo ever. Thank you very much. I'm trying to find a way of stealing it. I just said <laughs> that on the podcast, it might not happen. His name is Jody Holland. Jody, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Glad to be here. We're glad to have you. Thank you for dropping by. When we start the podcast, we like to start with some fun questions so we can get to know you more. Sure. Sounds great. I've seen your coffee shops. So you're drinking coffee right now. Absolutely. All, you, all the time. All the time. That's right. If you were a coffee drink, what would your name be? If I was a coffee drink, let's see, it would have to do something with martial arts. So maybe the aggressive art of coffee. Are you anybody out there? It's available. Trademarked by Jody Holland. There you go. The yeah. Aggressive art of coffee. And it would probably have two or three espresso shots in it. <laughs> I love it. You don't need to sleep, right? Mm-mm. There's no time for All right. The next question is, if you could go anywhere in the world, which you have traveled the world, where would it be? Man, it would be to Spanish-speaking countries. I've, been, I've done work in 14 other countries outside the United States. I'd probably go back to Panama. I absolutely love Panama. I went up to Boquete, which is kind of in the mountainous areas. The best coffee in the world comes from there. In fact, one of our local coffee shops, uh, Roasters, they get a lot of their coffee from that region. But there's just something about that you can see the coffee field right across the street from the coffee shop. So it's just awesome coffee out there and I, the people are fantastic I did business out there did some training on customer service for a couple of resorts so had a blast out there i would go back okay that's pretty cool that's definitely on my list from now on and final question if you were a pizza topping what topping would you be oh man i if i were a pizza topping i would have to say that i would be one of the uh the spicy peppers maybe like a jalapeno something like that because i like everything i do i like it to be spicy and interesting and exciting and so that would i would say i'd have to just let's just go with the jalapeno jalapeno as they say in my country (laughs) yeah i really don't say that just in case you're listening (laughs) i didn't figure yeah This is Young, Passionate, and Distracted. Praise God for coffee. Leaders in the making. It's passionate, it's strong, but it's also smooth. I got lots of questions. You have to have a backup plan. World-changing professionals tell their stories on how they stay on track in a world filled with distractions. You don't want it to be a crutch. The day that we live in is we have Facebook, we have Twitter, Instagram. You are not alone. There are people willing to help and resources available. We will help you find them. All right, Jody. Well, now we know those things about you, but tell us something about yourself. Some part of your story, the 18 books and the 2K and the, you know, the new exciting news that you had today. So uh, I have I've started doing a whole lot of conference style speaking over the last several years. Uh, about two years ago, I sold out of the technology that I had and went solely into the training development and coaching, that kind of thing. But this year we're doing our first growth conference and it's where we've got 10 different speakers coming together just to bring TED style talks, not TED talks, but TED style talks, less than 30 minutes for each talk, a message about what they have to offer and how they can help other people. So this year it's January 27th 
try to do it at the beginning of each year where we can really help people get in line and tracked for the, the next year so that they can be successful. All right, guys, if you go to our website to this episode, we will have the information mm-hmm. in there, you know, all the links, all the images. Again, the super cool logo, so you can check it all out. By the way, that that logo came from Mike Grigsby out in Kansas City, Missouri. He's a graphic designer. Uh, He's also the chief information officer for the transit authority there. But I've known Mike for 20 years now. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first time I heard of having a website, Mike was the one that designed it. Awesome. So, Jody, you mentioned you sold out of technology business. You mentioned you're a speaker, right? You've been an entrepreneur for most of your life, your professional life. When did you first start and how did you get started? So there's several different stories that probably go with that. But I knew even as a little kid that entrepreneurship was the route for me. When I was seven years old, I worked for my grandfather for two days. That was it. That's all I could handle. My grandfather is a farmer and a rancher. He stuck me on a tractor at seven. I rode around in circles for, I think, about 20 hours in two days. And I got paid about $30. For those two days total? For the two days, yes. Okay. And I went, okay, I don't think working for another person is right for me because I had already started mowing yards as well. And I mowed a yard that took me an hour and I got $25 for it. So when you compare 20 hours of work for 30 bucks or one hour of work for 25, that was when even at seven years old, I got the itch going, being in charge is the way to be. And so my whole life, I did things for myself. I always wanted to be judged based on results, not based on hours worked. So went through college, got a degree in communication. I'm now on a master's program for business psychology. But even when I got out of college, I thought, man, this whole traditional job thing is not that fun because I got a traditional job when I got out of school, but I always had a side hustle. So teaching martial arts on the side or going door to door selling water filters on the side. Those were the places I actually made more money than in the traditional job. So 1999 rolls around. I'd had a couple of quote unquote traditional jobs, worked for the Boy Scouts for four years, worked for a consulting company for a short while, and then went, I'm just going to do my own thing. And so I literally just quit my job. I offered two weeks notice, didn't have a whole lot going on at the time. So it just ended up being a couple of days and jumped into business for myself, September the 15th of 1999. We, it's interesting to me that everybody that jumps into it and follows the passion, we all know the exact date. Oh yeah. We know the date. So you took that jump, you quit that job. And I'm supposed to bring up you working at a shoe company. Somebody told me there's a story on that. So, yeah, all the way through high school and college, uh, I worked for JCPenney's. And JCPenney's back then in their shoe department was straight commission. So you were guaranteed minimum wage, but you got paid 9% commission on the shoes that you sold, 5% commission on the clothing that you sold from your department. And I worked in what was then called Simply for Sports, which is athletic shoes. I made an average of $25 an hour in the 1980s selling tennis shoes at the Mall of Abilene. Mm -hmm. So I made much better money than all of my friends were making because minimum wage was $3.75 an hour. So you get $3.75 for my buddies, $25 an hour for me. So I made $20,000 my senior year in high school working part-time selling shoes. You mentioned this this story that you had, the side hustles and everything that you did. 
for all the other young people listening to all the other professionals doing this, what do you recommend for them to do? Like as they continue to follow, follow those passions, those dreams. You know? Yeah, my advice has always been find something that you love to do so much that you would do it for free and then be so good at it that people want to pay you. That's the key to finding the peace that you're looking for in life and finding your passion. If you if you just keep your head down and do what you're really good at, you'll find that the business comes to you. Uh, the problem I see with most young entrepreneurs is they go around asking everybody, well, what should I do? Well, I want to be a speaker. What should I talk about? You know what? Find something you're freaking good at and go do it. Mm-hmm. Don't sit around waiting for people's approval. Don't whine about business not being there. People fail because they sit around waiting. People succeed when they go out and hustle. Mm-hmm. You, obviously, you're a successful person. You built a pretty cool technology app. You do your speeches all over the 14 countries you mentioned, mm-hmm. all these people. Has there ever been a time where you doubted that you were going to make it, that you would hit oh. a major bump? And if so, what's one of the what's the first one that pops to mind? Well, I would say when I first went into business in 99, I mean, I had no revenue whatsoever. You're jumping out there. And at the time, I was just selling team building. That's pretty much all I knew how to do. So if somebody said, hey, I want leadership training. I'm like, all right, let's go to the ropes course. They're like, I want customer service. Okay, let's go to the ropes course. (laughs) You know, I just processed the events differently, but it was the same things over and over. But when I first went into business, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to charge 250 bucks a day. That's what I was going to charge. I couldn't get anybody to say yes. So 90 days in, I had zero business and I was flipping out because I had a new baby, a new house, and a new company all within a 30-day window. So you started all from... That's a bad idea. All across the board. Yeah. So 90 days in, I was really doubting whether or not I had the capability to do this. And I read a story by Andy Andrews, who's an author. He wrote the book, Traveler's Gift. But back then, it was just stories that he was putting out there in a little newsletter. And he talked about how when he was homeless and trying to be a motivational speaker, and I'm thinking Chris Farley, you know, living in a van down by the river, he couldn't get anybody to book him at 25 bucks a, a speech, and so he raised his price ridiculously. I thought, that's my problem. I don't charge enough for people to take me seriously. So I did the same thing. I went from $250 for a day to 1000 bucks for a day. Immediately started getting booked. That was the most amazing thing to me is that if you don't value yourself high enough, nobody wants to buy you. So you got to value yourself high enough that people go, yeah, a thousand bucks a day must be pretty good. I got $4,000 the next month and then it just kept getting better and better. I did 120,000 in my first 12 months and keep in mind, I did zero in the first three. So really I did 120,000 in revenue in nine months Mm -hmm. once I kind of figured out what I was doing. But for most of the entrepreneurs out there, we doubt ourselves a lot. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a pretty confident guy, but even January of this year, you know, start off and you go, oh, Am I gonna make it? Which is crazy because I've made it for 17 straight years, but you still have that doubt every single day. So you gotta keep the focus on keep your head down, do what you're supposed to do, the business will come. So you mentioned keeping the focus. Mm-hmm. Now, there's so many things going around us that distract us. You know, social media, 
people going around. Me and you just talked about sometimes people drop by your office, yeah. 14 people in one day, and you can't get work done. How do you avoid all distractions in the world that's moving so fast? Well, you got to keep a good calendar, and I keep a daily to-do list. Now, naturally, I don't like to-do lists. I really don't like any lists uh, because that's not who I am personality-wise. But I also know that who I am personality-wise, I would probably go broke if I didn't keep things organized. So the first thing that I would say is block your time and do not allow distractions. When somebody comes by your office to talk to you and says the five deadly words, have you got a minute? That's not a minute. That's an hour. The best response is I can give you three minutes right now. Or if you need more than three minutes, then I can schedule a time with you later. When you learn to control your time and keep your focus on the things that matter the most, you do really well. I also turn social media off. I turn my phone off. I turn my email off when I'm writing or when I need to be really, really focused. Phone is off now. And you know what? I'm fine. We we survive just fine without our cell phones on. That's the thing. We think the world's going to end. Right. If but I, it's not. If I don't reply to this email in five minutes, my business is going to crash. Right. If that's true, there you're probably not in the right yeah, that right. or you're beyond the edge of crashing anyway, yeah, and you need to look at your alternatives. And then you mentioned that, that you're telling people three minutes is funny because I know somebody here at the WT Enterprise Center that has a little sand clock. Mm-hmm. If you tell her that, tell her, hey, can I borrow, do you have some time? She turned it on you, and as soon as it's over. Time's done. Yeah, and it's, it's and you're right. Whenever you're at a coffee shop, mm-hmm. you have meetings there. How do you avoid those distractions as well? Because you're at an open place, and there's people yelling and being loud. It's funny for me, in order to write, I need noise. Uh, there's a lot of people that need it like really, really quiet to write a book or to do whatever, but that background noise, that's life to me. And so I do much better if there's background noise there. If I don't wanna talk to people, I have a big set of headphones that cover my ears. I put those things on, I get really close to my computer screen and I start typing. And it's people tend to not walk up and disturb you if you look really focused. If you look like you're clueless and don't know what you're doing, you'll always get disturbed, though. It's all on the looks. It is. I think it's the the vibe that you give off because I think we each have an energy. And I think business is attracted to you when you give off the right energy. And it's repelled from you when you give off the wrong energy. You mentioned being successful for 17 years. And Mm -hmm. it takes a lot to do that. Most businesses fail. So it's very encouraging seeing companies like that in Amarillo doing this. Is there something that you would tell yourself from when you forgot, first started? Oh yeah. What would be? What would it be? What's something you would tell young Jody Holland? So if I could go back to the beginning and start over, I would avoid technology. And I know that sounds crazy because I built an app that was pretty cool, built several things that were pretty cool, but where I really find my passion, what I'm good at, or best at and what I make the most money at is training, speaking, and coaching. So I would just focus on the things that I'm the very best at and get rid of everything else. Okay. I love it. Now with that, again, being said, that's what you would tell a young Jody. Mm -hmm. What's something you would tell new professionals following their passions and their dreams? Go on on that note. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. A lot of entrepreneurs are really, really good at five, six, seven, 15 different things. 
but you will not make money if you're too distracted. What you have to remember is find the thing you're the very best at, the thing that you would do even if you didn't get paid, and be so good at it that people throw money at you. So do what you're very best at, avoid the rest. I must not be doing what I'm the very best at. I never had money thrown at me. <laughs> it's a gonna, great feeling. I'm just going to walk around and wait until somebody throws money at me. Yeah. Well, and I will say also, I mean, the other advice I would have for any young entrepreneur is read a lot of books. I mean, there's a lot of wisdom that's out there that people have put down in books. And we get so caught up in, well, I just need to, I need to make sure that I'm around the right people. I'm going to tell you, so far, Gary Vaynerchuk has not asked to be around me. I'm still working on Gary V. So if he's listening to your podcast, I, I want to meet him. But there's a lot of people that I'm not going to get to sit down and have coffee with. So I'm going to read their books. I'm going to find out the wisdom from their books. And we'll tell you, as I've become more and more successful, it's really interesting the number of successful people that I now get to hang out with. People that never would have given me the time of day before, but they will now. So this books you mentioned Andy Andrews. Yeah, everybody should read Andy Andrews. If you're in business, you should probably read Michael Gerber, uh, who wrote The E-Myth, Entrepreneurial Myth. The E-Myth, another yeah. book. Give me your three best books that you recommend to this. Young Napoleon guy. Hill, Think and Grow Rich. If you have not read that book, I do not know why. Because that dude was amazing. Died in 1970, still sells 100,000 copies of his books per month. That's a guy that's been dead for 47 years and is still a best-selling author. So you got to read Napoleon Hill. Uh, I do recommend that you read Gary Vee. Gary Vaynerchuk has written several really phenomenal books. My favorite of his is called Crush It. So read that. you got to read Stephen Pressfield, uh, The War of Art, and Do the Work. Those are two essentials for entrepreneurs. So my problem is it's hard to get it down to three, but... If I was going to pick just three authors for you to go read, first would be me, obviously. You just released a book today. I did just release so a book today. So would you today. mind just letting us know about that real quick? Yeah, this is the first uh, major collaborative book that I've done. It's called Psyche of Success, Volume 1. And I've got 10 different authors who are all contributors in this book. So I definitely recommend go to Amazon. It's on Amazon officially as of today. So go buy your copy of Psyche of Success, Volume 1. It's me, it's Byron Taylor, it's Jacob Breeden, it's Brady Clark, I've got May Lynn, I've got Lisa Blake, I've got J.R. Contreras. I've got some phenomenal authors. I know I'm going to miss a couple, but Ryan Lloyd is in there. John Fuller is in there. John is listed as number two in his category in his podcast on iTunes. I mean, this dude's phenomenal. Has a podcast called Are You Real? No. So I, yeah, go buy the book. It's on Amazon. Go search Jody Holland. I'm the primary author on there. So if you go to my author page, it will be on there. And again, it'll be on our website on this episode so people can check it out. You saw your book, obviously your book first. And then yeah. after that, Napoleon Hill will be second. And think, think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. And then Stephen Pressfield, I would put his third with The War of Art. The War of Art. All right. One final thing. We're about to finish the episode. Anything else we need to know? Anything we, we need to hear of? Uh, this year, I'm launching several retreats. So if anybody is interested, they can go check them out at jodyholland.com. I'm putting together a retreat for people who want to be professional speakers 
and a retreat for people who want to be professional writers. So if you have an interest in either of those two, I'll have a retreat coming up in 2017 where you can get immersed in that and learn how to write your book or how to be paid as a speaker. And tell us, what's a quote that you have in your life that keeps you motivated to follow your passion and dreams? There are no excuses. So Chinese proverb, there are no excuses. There are only choices. Easy now. Well, thank you very much again. Jody Holland here with us, and we hope you enjoyed the podcast. Go check out his page. Go check out the website. It's pretty cool. And again, I'm jealous and I can mention it, but go check out the super cool logo. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you.